Today, I want to touch on the subject of how to be an educated consumer when shopping for your next smartphone. Most people that don't consider themselves tech savvy or not really that knowledgeable about technology in general tend to rely on those that may know a few things about purchasing a smartphone. Maybe a friend or family member expressed extreme interest in a specific brand of a smartphone that they purchased and you decided to go out and get that same one mainly because you figured you could get help when you needed it, right? Or maybe you just never really knew where to start because you got bedazzled by all the bells and whistles that the sales rep showed you on how the phone worked at the store. But first, I want to share a little background. More than 10 years ago, cell phone manufacturers only had a limited amount of smartphones for you to choose from. I was a late adopter and waited until 2008 to get one. My first personal smartphone was a Blackberry Pearl. It was considered a smartphone because you can get your emails, contacts, and calendar, plus connect to the internet with the phone. I really appreciated the smartphone because it simulated a small computer. It had a trackball that would allow you to scroll through your messages similar to using a mouse with your computer. This phone was small, but easy to throw in a small purse or pocket. However, the screen was about half the size of a credit card. On a side note, the BlackBerry Pearl was my first opportunity to use cloud technology. I was able to add my email address that had associated contacts in a calendar. After a year or so, I decided to purchase my first touchscreen phone. It was a Motorola Droid X. That large screen was the selling point for the change. It was the largest one you could buy on the market at the time, thus allowing me to have more screen real estate to search the internet. The touchscreen smartphone was the hottest thing out there, and I felt I didn't want to be left out with everyone else was using. I figured I would grow into this learning curve. The hardest part about transitioning from a BlackBerry Pearl to a Droid X was getting used to not having a full keyboard with actual buttons. Just a little over a year later, my awesome touchscreen Droid X smartphone started to shut down unannounced, reboot when I needed to make a phone call, and became unreliable for connecting me to my information. Technology back then was not as advanced as it is today. The smartphone operating systems were still in development and not as mature or stable as they are today. This was the time when I decided to go shopping at the Apple Store and check out the iPhone. Since my job awarded me an iPad, I was really intrigued by the operating system and the fact that it didn't crash very often. After a demonstration from the Apple Genius over how the iPhone and the iPad work seamlessly together, I was sold on the iPhone. Now I share my history with smartphones so you'll understand that I am just like you and everyone else. I get excited about shiny big things too. However, smartphones are not cheap. The average price for a smartphone today is around $599. Anytime I ever am in the market to buy a new smartphone or anything over $100 for that matter, I start with a list. Your list should contain clear outline of your requirements you need on your smartphone so that you can shop smarter. I have five tips that I want to share with you 
that you can use as a guide when you're finding your next smartphone that's right for you. That's right, not your family members or friends. This is the guidelines that you should follow. Let this be your guide when you are ready to go purchase your next smartphone. Most of these are points to prompt you to think about how you're using your smartphone today and allow for what you need to upgrade to or incorporate into your next technology. Number one, platform on a smartphone. There are three major platforms that you can choose from today, Apple, Google, or Android, and Microsoft. Yes, even Microsoft has a smartphone. Apple's platform was built for personal users. All iPhones run on the Apple platform. Google platform was built for personal and business users. All Android phones use this platform, but iPhone users can access the platform as well. Microsoft's platform was built more for the corporate environment. It was designed to work seamlessly with Surface tablets and Windows computers, with similar interfaces across all three. This is the default platform for all Microsoft smartphones, but it can also be utilized on the iPhone or the Android. If you don't feel you are technology savvy, then I recommend purchasing an iPhone. Your user experience with your smartphone will be more enjoyable. I didn't say that because I am an iPhone user, but because these smartphones are designed to give you the best user experience. So on to tip number two, storage on the smartphone. I recommend purchasing the lowest amount of storage space for the smartphone. Cloud storage is inexpensive and automatically backs up all your information all the time. Plus you can access it online. If you are not going to take advantage of cloud technology, then you should purchase the largest size of memory for the smartphone. However, the smartphone could cost you anywhere from $100 to $300 more just for having more memory on the device. Tip number three, specific apps you use. Not all apps can be used on all three platforms. Generally, most apps are offered on the Apple or Google Android platform. If you wanted to switch to Microsoft, you may have limited capabilities. Apple has specific apps like FaceTime or iMessage that are exclusive to their platform. Review all the apps that you are using today and find out if they are compatible with the platform you are looking into purchasing. Tip number four, cost of your smartphone. Service providers have now changed their offering of two-year contracts and giving away a smartphone to having promotions that give you a discount if you finance your smartphone for 18 to 24 months. Payment plans make it more affordable to pay for a $599 smartphone, but is it really worth it? So what are the pros and cons of payment plans versus paying full price? The pro is small monthly payments for your smartphone with your monthly bill. The con is you're locked into a contract with a provider until you pay in full for the smartphone. Pick what you can afford, but know what your options are if you're not a satisfied customer with this provider. More expensive doesn't always mean better options either. Have a defined price for what you are willing to spend before you purchase. And last but not least, tip number five. 
latest version versus the last version of the smartphone. Did you know that even though a new smartphone comes out, you don't have to purchase the latest one? Service providers don't always sell out of the previous version smartphones. Inquire about what stock your service providers might have that could save you money when upgrading to a newer smartphone. My iPhone 6 was having technical issues. I took it to the Apple store for diagnostic testing and found out that the issue could not be resolved. It was time for me to purchase my upgrade anyway. However, I didn't want to get the iPhone 8 that just came out. So I purchased an iPhone 7S Plus. With the trade-in, I was able to save $130 for the new one. So let's recap this buyer's guide. Number one is pick your platform you want to use. Two, select the phone that offers the right amount of storage that we'll be using whether you are using cloud or not. Determine what specific apps you need to have on your phone and if they are offered on that specific platform. Decide on a payment plan versus paying outright for the phone. And final, you don't always have to get the newest version that is out. You can upgrade to the new one that might be just one step above what you previously owned. So hopefully this buyer's guide gives you a better idea of what to decide for your purchase of your next smartphone. I know there are a lot of information I share with you today. However, maybe you are not in the market for purchasing a new smartphone now, but you will soon. I have a downloadable resource called the five steps to choose the right smartphone. This resource contains a more in-depth checklist as we went over today, but has a comparison chart for the platform and the apps associated with that platform that you use on your smartphone today. This can help you determine the best smartphone for your needs when you are ready to start shopping. A link to this resource will be provided in my show notes. As this show comes to a close, I wanted to thank you for listening. If you really found this podcast helpful and informative, subscribe so you will be notified when a new episode becomes available. Until next week, thanks for listening.